The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy Saturday. Yes, happy Saturday. I am... Uh, a little exhausted from the way the week has been this this week. Can you imagine why? Oh boy, yeah, you've had kind of a long week. It's well, it's it's a lot of running. It's yeah. a lot of running right now. Yeah, and it's so funny because um, earlier this week, I know we've been telling our listeners that we're doing these twice a week Facebook lives, and I can't even begin to tell you how much of my time is spent telling people what we can and cannot do. Yeah. Right. And right. And, and being right. very busy. Right. Because like we have a new listing on this week. And so there was a lot of running around. Monday was spent, you know, doing our regular team meetings uh, and doing a lot of um, conversation about, you know, what we're doing with customers, touch points, making sure that people know what's going on at all times, giving them updates on, you know, all the different status levels of where they're at in their transactions. And having to be extra, extra careful about yes. all of that, I'm sure. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. As yeah. well as then we've got. You know, the staging that was going on on Monday and all of the other prep to get this property on market and now getting all of the the marketing and everything else. Because it's even though there was always a lot to do to begin with. Yeah. It's a little bit different now that we can't do open houses. Right. Because normally I would be setting up one of my staff to go or two of my staff, depending on whoever. Uh, and you know you've done this with us before mm-hmm. too. We try sure. to have two people at an open house, of course. especially in a two-story property, yeah. um, so that for you can safety. be yeah. well for safety and checking people in because you know public needs to remember that you're in someone a stranger's home, yeah. <laughs> you know, or property, and so you know you need to you know be keeping track of who's walking in. Of course, right? yeah. And so there's a combination of all those things, but we can't do that right now, right? So it it adds to the marketing load. Right. Where you now have to get an even bigger reach outside of just the MLS. Because, right, there's the, oh, sure. there's the buyers who are looking that are active uh, and being proactive working with an agent. Mm-hmm. And then there's the looky-loos. Right. 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 That are on, like, Zillow and Trulia and what have you. And then you have the people who just, for fun, like to go to open Let's houses go and go stuff. Go for a drive. Yeah. But, but there are people who do get prompted to purchase a home because they do get out into a neighborhood and decide, yeah. And I was listening, mm-hmm. I was auditing um, some of our last couple of weeks of shows, and it was funny because you were even saying in one of them that it's like, with all this coronavirus and, you know, stay at home, stay safe, you know, kind of mandates, yeah, yeah. it's like, now is the time that you're realizing if you really, really don't like your house. Uh, oh, <laughs> I know there's going to be there's going to be so many people that are like, oh, yes. you know, this yeah. is really bothering me. Well, and we have buyers. It's either who are that or it's going to be remodels. You know, yeah, lots there, of folks well, there's going to be a combination of all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, some of our buyer clients, they're not even ready to buy for several months, and they want to start going out and shopping. And we're like, look, you need to get yourself in. A, like, we can't just take random people out, right? Yeah, no. So there's a lot more vetting 
going on on our sure. side. So if I have you know buyer agents who are wanting to go see this property, I have to do a bunch of upfront vetting mm-hmm. yep. to make yep. sure that they're qualified to be in that house. Right. Sure. And we're not unduly yeah. you know adding to you know right. the issues that could go on with right. multiple people. You there. don't want to be a news article. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's a combination of all of that, and then um, needing to do virtual open houses, which is a new and unique thing where it's basically me walking around the house doing like a Facebook live on it, you know? Uh, So it's literally me touring the home so people can see, and you have to be able to, and willing to do multiples of those because you don't know if people will see the one that you did at that particular time. And then you got to take all that and go put that out into your social media, put, you know, do like email blasts. We do 3d tours, which is like one of the best tools to be using right now. I'm so glad we've been doing them for years and years and years because it wasn't like a new thing we had to plan for or, to find yeah, vendors, yeah. but it, it is. I mean, we are running at full tilt with a lot of um, new activity, and, and, and it's great. Um, I will still invite more of it well, because sure. <laughs> obviously we want to keep our people busy. Of course, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's made for an interesting week. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, all around. Yeah, all around. Yeah, it's well, and then on top of it, we have all the things that are going on in the mortgage markets. Sure, sure. Well, no, no shortage of, of news and things going on in the mortgage markets. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the bottom line, and I'll kind of hit this first, is, mm-hmm. is interest rates are, are remaining extremely low. Okay, before you get too far into it, yeah. can I just mention yeah. that listing we have is in Bothell, and it is a lovely three-bedroom, <laughs> two-and-a-half bath. Actually, you know, it's about two-and-two-quarter because it's got a three-quarter bath, yeah. brand-new tile surround in yeah. the master shower, and then it's got a full bath and then a half bath on the main nice. floor. Living room, dining area, nice kitchen with a cool big uh, window for like herb garden kind of stuff. Yeah. Big backyard, perfect for people with dogs. And then it's got a, a huge family room too. So just anyway, I'm putting that out there. What's the price of that one? Well, uh, uh, people can call and find out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. Well, because that would probably be a lovely home at, at 3.25% interest yeah, rate. exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. So, so um, it's. Let's, we'll just say it's in the fives. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, that's... So, but it's a lovely home. Well, that sounds good. Yes, and we've put a lot of work and uh, prep into that with our, our customer. And, yeah. I, and I will yeah. point out, this came up on a, another past show. Um, we are working with one of those estate planning attorneys um, with helping an estate right now for this particular property. And so that's been one of the things is that the uh, personal representative is based in Oregon. And he did a bunch of work for a while, and then finally his attorney referred them over to us, and we helped get them through that last part of the mile, so to speak, Um, because he'd been doing tons and tons of stuff up there, uh, because God love him, he's a really great friend of the the gentleman who'd passed on, but... um, you know, we jumped in and helped with a ton of different connections and services and um, helped get that, that done. In fact, that new Excellent. tile surround was because we suggested a contractor who could complete the work for them. Oh, there you go. Because they had been screwed by a prior contractor who just left the job site and took the money. And you're still able to get people in at this point? Yeah, yeah well, because like in that case, it was a completely deconstructed um, okay. tub surround or shower surround. Yeah. And so we were able to get somebody in there and get that completed because that left yeah. that property unsaleable, basically, mm-hmm. right? Sure. So we were able to make that happen. We nice. were able to get you know everything else cleaned up and ready to go. So yeah, they've opened up a lot of the different services that help us within the real estate right. side of things. Yeah, thank heavens and yes. and about about time. Yeah. Yeah, so. and they've also been starting to release construction 
that is already underway, right. which is a huge relief because we have a client who was being impacted by a timeline because her new construction home that she has that she's waiting for was was put on hold. Well, I got I got to be honest. This one has led to a lot of frustration on my part because mm-hmm. I see that uh, apparently folks that work on government projects are immune from COVID and they've been able to oh, continue geez. working <laughs> while folks that are private mm-hmm. um yeah. you know, they apparently aren't uh, can't be trusted, you know. So I'm I'm glad that this is finally starting to open up. We need to to yeah. let that happen. So Well, some of those I definitely understand because like as we have the West Seattle Bridge down right now, because mm-hmm. that was a question that actually came up during one of our Facebook Live events, was a gal asking, well, what do you think is going to happen to the West, to the West Seattle, Seattle housing market right. while that's you know being worked yeah. on? Because that's going to be a couple-year project at least. Yeah. And I was like, very specific kinds of people like to live in West Seattle. Mm-hmm. Like They just like that vibe. And right. no different than the viaduct. It's, it's going to be kind of the same. And it, you can see what happened to West Seattle during the whole time the viaduct was being you know, yeah, handled. I, I'm so inclined to agree. It didn't you stop know. anything. No, it's just like folks that live on Vashon Island. You know, right, they, they exactly. take a ferry to the island, but they're you're not going to get those folks to move somewhere else. No, they, they like living love on the island. Vashon. Yeah, you know, it's going to be kind of the same same sort of thing. Would be my my you know inclination on that. Yeah, people tend to go into neighborhoods for very particular reasons. It's because the vibe of that place right. speaks to them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, so. Anyway, well, well right. time will Speaking tell. Of time, will, time will tell. Yeah, you know, but so, as as we go through this, but yeah. uh, but what's the vibe of the mortgage market? The vibe of the mortgage market is it's grooving right now. Ooh. It's kind of hopping. Uh, Ooh, we need some like cool. chicka bow bow music going yeah. along with that. Maybe David you know, could find that for us. You know, your your home in the five hundreds in in the Bothell area. Uh, you know, a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, a five hundred thousand dollar loan payment mm-hmm. would have been at four and a quarter. Would have been twenty four hundred and sixty dollars today. Mm-hmm. A three and a quarter percent rate, it's twenty one seventy six. That's two hundred eighty three dollars lower payment nice. for the same half a yeah, million dollar three grand loan. a year, right? Less expensive, big time. Yeah, big time can, difference. Yeah. Or, or let's put when that we can on. take vacations again. That would be a decent vacation. <laughs> there you go. There's going to be a staycation for that house. But yeah. yeah, and then if you if you look at the same payment, let's say I kept the twenty four fifty nine payment mm-hmm. instead of a five hundred thousand dollar loan today, I got a five hundred sixty five thousand dollar loan today. You know, which could be a whole different neighborhood. Yes, you know, whole different, 100%. whole different deal. So, uh, the rates are, are are hanging in there right now. No small part to intervention by the Federal Reserve. They have yes. been purchasing billions with a B mm-hmm. in mortgage-backed securities to stabilize the mortgage markets. And it it is sort of interesting. I mean, I I track this. I monitor mm-hmm. it. I subscribe to on forecasting it. services. I'm on there all the time, and and I'm watching. Um, Throughout the day, what's going on with the markets? And you can see when the Fed is in and buying and when they're out. Yeah. And it's usually in the morning. You know, they'll come in and then we'll see the bond markets rallying and and pushing rates a little bit lower. And then about 11 o'clock, Fed's out. And then, you know, then the, yeah. the market deteriorates and then the next day it kind of starts the process all over again. You can literally watch it happening in real time. That's you know, crazy. the Fed is in there intervening in the markets. Uh, but here's where we're at today. The, it sounds so funny when you say intervening because I always think that sounds like it's so negative when you say, oh, they're intervening. Well, but it, it's, it's a positive, though. Well, yeah. Yes and no. This is debt. I mean, this is borrowing. Right. You know, this yeah. is the Fed, you know, boosting their, their balance sheet and, and literally – you know, printing money is is essentially what what's yeah. happening there. So so it's not necessarily always a, a you know a, a good thing. 
Um, but in fact, I was looking at a couple statistics. Let's see if I can find it here. Um, in the last, um, I'll just give a couple things, a couple statistics on what's going on with, um, you know what, you know what? What? I'm going to hit that when we come back. Okay. Uh, because I think we have to take a, a quick break you here. You are correct. Pay a couple bills. All right. Uh, you know, sell a couple products. Get online. You know, <laughs> click on whatever it is we're advertising. Hopefully, it's not another lending company. Uh, but we're going to be right back for more open house <laughs> with Team Reba right after these few short commercial messages. Open house with Team Reba on AM 1590. Theater. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial. And Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. Yes, and frequently on Sundays from 3 to 4 p.m. That's right. And also on podcast. Yes, on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, you name it. If you Google us or ask Alexa, you'll right. find us. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this um, when well, I was wait, audit- Before you go there, what? how do they look it up? They look up for team, Open House with Team Reba. Yes, open correct. House with so the Reba. same name of the radio show. Yeah. So that's we didn't make any changes for it to go into podcast. <laughs> five years now. Um, yeah, I know. We're coming up on five years. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. But yeah, and I, I was actually the other uh, day when we were talking about the radio programming on our Facebook lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I said we had over 160. I actually went back in Canada. We're like at 173 plus. Wow. Yeah. Episodes. We are just cranking along. And wow. you know, one of the things I think is really funny, it's interesting how sometimes people within our own industries will not give kudos publicly <laughs> to some of the work that you and I do. I, I was on a virtual happy hour with yeah. a group of people that I'm yeah. in, you know, some yacht club activities with Grand 14, right? And one of my counterparts in another area, Puget Sound, is also a real estate agent. Yeah. And we were doing our virtual happy hour and in the private notes of the Zoom call, she's telling me she's like, "I've been watching your Facebook lives and they're with your lender and they're really good." And ah. I'm like, why does that have to be a private message? Say that out loud. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, we don't mind. <laughs> you can you can say that. Like it's yeah. okay. Aww. And here's one of the other things that's really funny is like because uh, I think I've told you this on maybe one of our Facebook lives or maybe it was on the show. I can't remember. But um, you know how I'm doing the online dating. Well, I ended up having this chat with a guy who's in Manhattan. Yeah. Right. And well, actually, he's sheltering in place in New Jersey right now, which is also like the second hottest spot with mm. you know coronavirus, but. Uh, anyway, this guy works on Wall Street, mm-hmm. and he's now listening to our show <laughs> and thinking, like, he's like, you guys are really on it. Like, you're really, really good. And he thinks that, you know, like, just between, like, the energy we have, he's like, he goes, you're like a Barb Corcoran. Wow. If I'm even saying her name correctly. And he's wow. like, and you have more energy and personality. And I'm like, I kind of agree with that. But I, th- I think well, everybody tells me I have a ton. Yeah. Of, yeah. 
And so I was like, well, dude, he goes, he goes, you need to have this on a national scale. And I went, well, help a girl out. Yeah, no kidding. Hook a girl up. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, we've just become friends. Because I mean, obviously right. he's all the way across the country and stuff. Sure. But he's a super bright guy. Um, and so, anyway, we, yeah, it's just been really funny. I'm like, well, help spread the love, man. Spread the love. And that's the whole thing is, like, if you do like this show, please like us, follow it, share it with people. Yeah, because, you know, sure. everyone who I have who listens to it is like, Wow, you guys are really good. Oh, and, and I'm not trying to. Yeah, we're good. We, we try and have fun. Yeah, yeah well, that's... we try and have fun. We take what is really dry information for a lot of people that yeah. they're just like, <laughs> you know, and I think we add some life to it, right? And make it interesting. Because, I mean, most people, do they get super excited about economics? Uh, no. No. Yeah. But I do. I, I know you do. <laughs> and so do I. I yeah. I'm like, we geek out on this kind of stuff. Right, right. And we love data, and so this, like, is perfect for us. So, anyway, I just uh, – I would just like to say to our listeners, like, if you like what we do – in fact, actually, you know, when we changed from AM 1300 to AM 1590, mm-hmm. some of our listeners didn't know that that shift happened. Mm-hmm. And I've been talking to some of them and getting them onto the podcast and or to our okay. Saturday shows yeah. now. Because yeah. we've had several of them that, right. that that's been the case. So, right. um, yeah. I just want to remind people, like, that's hey, awesome. share the love. Yeah. This is good info. Yep. Like you know. us and and you yeah. know, subscribe and yeah, follow us go. on our social media yep. sites. We're constantly putting good information out because, like you said, you're you're following all this data and you're sharing it. Well, you sure. don't just keep it to yourself. No, no, I ha- it's you got like to I got to get it out. Yeah, got to get it out. Get it yeah, out. Get out of my system. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so get yeah. it out. Well, let's talk about the Fed. Oh yeah. And why rates are so low? Yeah. Because the Fed is jumping in and buying mortgage-backed securities yes, to keep the rates low. They're intervening in the markets. Yes. To the tune right now, the Federal Reserve's balance sheet, as of April 22nd, hit $5.45 trillion. That's up from $3.85 trillion in February. Wow. So it's gone up $1.6 trillion in less than two months. And that, my friends, is the digital creation of money. That is okay. essentially the equivalent of running the printing presses. Right. We've created money. So... You know, there's going to be economists debating for years on Mm -hmm. what the long-term impact of that will be. You know, does that mean we're going to see inflation down the road as we, as a greater and greater portion of our our GDP has to go to servicing our debt? Uh, Does it mean that we're going to see deflation because a greater portion goes to service debt, slows the economy down, Mm -hmm. you know, could, could actually have the opposite impact on us? You know, there's one camp of economists that say one thing, one camp says the other thing. And uh, or um, as as one economist is is predicting, could this be the beginning of a debt reset worldwide Mm -hmm. where it's just like, let's just hit the reboot button? What would that look like? Uh, It would not be pretty. Uh, Basically, you'd be looking at the, you know, the default of of debt on a massive, massive level. So probably not a pretty thing to be be thinking about. So let's just move on from that. So how about something a little bit more cheerful? Okay. Although now I'm sitting here (laughs) dying to know more, but okay. You know, you know, there have been some countries that have done debt resets in the past. Mm -hmm. Argentina, you know, lots of folks in South America. Because it's usually not good. It's not good. It it, it leads to, um, you know, to usually an economic uh, depression. Right. And uh, as as things kind of get get back on and, and, you know, bankruptcy, essentially. So is that because it's a worldwide 
epidemic. Everybody is yeah. racking up debt. It's a right. worldwide thing. So how do we do a reset? Well, mm-hmm. maybe there's a mechanism where that could be done. I don't know. Right. Uh, but but uh, you know, at some point, it may be it, the the part of a new creation of things. Well, yeah, there will right? be a tipping point. Yeah. You know, just like many things. Yeah. And, they, well, these uh, kinds of situations mm-hmm. call for getting creative yeah absolutely and and i have to say i mean i well you know my i i'm more of a i i I prefer to see you know all this be be smaller government smaller and all of Mm -hmm. that but uh you know the the handling of this crisis compared to to how it was handled in 2007 Mm -hmm. 2008 has been extremely different and we learned a few lessons from that from 2008 which was uncharted territory just like this is sort of uncharted territory oh yeah it's 100 percent right so you know so they're 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 much more aggressive this time around Mm -hmm. and uh, and especially with programs designed to help you know, folks that are that are really mm-hmm. affected, you know, by this, and it's not their fault. Um, right. So, you know, I, I could make an argument. You know, the big housing crisis we had two thousand eight. A lot of that was due to irresponsible lending. Yes. On the other side of that, irresponsible borrowing. Yes. And on the other side of that, uh, speculation. And there was a lot and, of that. And, and a lot of good folks got sucked into that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and, and went along for the ride. Because if you yeah. live in a neighborhood and everybody around you goes into foreclosure because they were irresponsible guess what you pay the you pay the price well this time around whose fault is it i mean and nobody's right. fault in the u.s for sure i mean yeah. we, we're just living our lives so so all of a sudden you know we have this wholesale you know shutdown of 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 everything mm-hmm. and uh you know so but there's been programs out there you know there's going to be a lot of argument about about how easy they were to get, how well it, it happened. You know, the uh, the the PPP, the the payment protection program, mm-hmm. you know, that one, um, you know, was was, uh, you know, there's been some some reissuing uh, of um, of of that program. I think the original program was three hundred forty nine billion dollars and a, over one point six million people took advantage of of those loans in a two week period mm-hmm. that averaged out about two hundred ten thousand dollars per person or, or, or company, you know, getting mm-hmm. the PPP, yeah. another 310 billion was just added, um, yep. you know, so they're, they're really trying. Yeah. And, and, and well, and it, here's, here's, I think I told you this maybe privately. Yeah. I'm going to be real curious if there are some sites where, um, you can turn people in who have taken advantage of those programs oh i hope so i hope i hope they do put that in place because i i'll be real frank you know with our listeners i put in for the ppp program for our team Mm -hmm. especially because sure well you're small business yeah well we're small business um woman-owned businesses i think are supposed to be uh, highly considered on this you know next Mm -hmm. round that they had um we ended up having to reach out to an sba contact of mine through linkedin Mm -hmm. um at u.s bank because that's where i happen to have my business banking um, but we were pretty frustrated because what we had heard in that first round of that program, small banks got just about everyone who applied funded for those. Now I know yeah. there was a bunch of outrage about things like Shake Shack and Ruth's Chris and things like that, but I will tell you anecdotally, a lot of the small uh, business owners I know who had small banking relationships got their money right. and people like me who are a small business inside of a big bank did not. And so what was frustrating to me was I was in a conversation with someone, mm-hmm. a former economist, mm-hmm. who during 2009 in front of Congress was testifying mm-hmm. around the banking industry. Mm-hmm. 
And I found out that person got 250000 hmm. And because he doesn't need it all, he's fine. Yeah. He's yeah. been day trading with it. Oh, yeah. We got in a big argument. Well, I, I, we got I, in a really big argument. And I was like, I would like to know, is there a place to let... I don't well, know. I'm I'm sure I'm sure there will, but in in all kind of honesty, I mean, I, I know what it takes to launch a loan program mm-hmm. in the mortgage world, and it can take two years, yeah. to get the systems and everything set oh, up. Oh yeah, and that's this, the thing I've been hearing this, is that there's program, not a, a way for them to oh, completely vet everything out. But it's like, yeah, but the, that was just disgusting. This program was launched in two weeks. Yeah, and and there with with an absolute tidal wave of applicants. Yeah, you know, for it more than than and and the government was you. somewhat savvy in that saying like, look, we don't have the capacity to do this. Let's have the banks do it. Mm-hmm. And um, well, you know, because they they at least know how to make a loan. Okay, but you know what this reminded me of. Mm. When B of A decided to start trying to add in a $5 a month debit card <laughs> fee. Yeah. And yeah. the people who were waived from it were all of the high income, high net worth individuals. Right, right. So it was all like the lower level. Because yeah. this person I was talking to is a single person yeah. with a, yeah. he's semi retired anyway from a consultancy. Uh, and I have a team yeah. of five, you know? And right. I'm like, wait a minute, what there, the heck? There is a term, we call it um, disparate impact. You yeah. Know, so the 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 purpose of the of the 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 policy is is not serving its intended goal, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know disparate impact is one that it's hard to to fix until yeah. you have this the the data to to show that. Oh yeah, so, it'll be interesting. Yeah. So we're probably in the data collection phase you know, oh, for a lot yeah. of for a lot of that. Yeah. But, um, well, but here, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. You you bet you bet. Well, you know what? We just blasted right through that segment. We I did. still gotta. Give you what the current interest rates are. Um, I'll tell you what, when we come back. We'll start with it. Okay, you got it. More open house with Team Reba. We'll be right back. I just had a little bit of a bone to pick. Open house with Team Reba on AM 1580. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. Hi, I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. All right, so let's get right into those rates. Yeah, let's do talk <laughs> about the national averages for 30-year fixed-rate mortgages right now. Conventional loans, 3.23% is the national average. 15-year fixed rates are hovering right around 3.1%. Uh, FHA and VA, 30-year fixed rates uh you ready? Yeah. I've, well, I do this twice a week with you. 2.75. So, so they've been staying very steady yeah. at 2.75, which is great. right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Go for it if yep. you can. That's right. That's right. And jumbo, 30-year fixed rate, still trending a, a higher, around 4.25%. Okay. So what the heck's going on with jumbo? Uh, full disclosure here with, with jumbo. And uh, we're not talking about the elephant. No, we're not. Uh, they Wait, are, is it jumbo or dumbo? Uh, yes. <laughs> They're all over the board. So uh, the the rates I'm quoting are with zero points, and mm-hmm. and so with with jumbo loans, paying a point will make a, a massive difference to your interest rate. Uh, normally, not it's not this significant, but one point right now with a jumbo loan takes you from four and a quarter down to about three point seven five. Oh, that's definitely significant. Two points takes you down to about three point five. One point 
okay. is a one-time fee. One point is 1% of the loan amount, mm-hmm. 1% of however much you borrow. And and normally a point will drop your rate maybe a quarter of a percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the in the jumble realm, that very first point really, really drops things down. So the, the problem with jumbo is that there's, there's um, no secondary market for them right now. Right. Uh, on a, a conventional, con- what we call a conforming loan, anything in King Pierce, Snohomish County is less than 741750 uh, those loans can be sold on the secondary market to Fannie Mae, to Freddie Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, government loans go to Ginnie Mae. Jumbo loans, uh, there is no secondary market right now. In the past, there have been some private issuances of, of bonds, uh, but those have, have all but evaporated here in the current um, you know, economic climate. So, so it's, it's a much more rarefied type of a, a situation, and um, that's the reason uh, that they're you know, that they're a little bit higher. Um, will that settle down? Probably, you know, looking, mm-hmm. looking forward over the next few weeks, you know, we might, we might see things kind of calm down just a little bit. So we've got our fingers, um, you know, crossed on, on that realm. Uh, everything else is unbelievably good right now. And, uh, the, the I, I do want to talk about the, the loan shark thing though. We talked about okay. this the other day on the Facebook live Yeah. and, um, the, the, the here's, here's a, a real fear to a mortgage lender. And I know nobody wants to be sympathetic to a mortgage lender, but I just want right. to talk about it real quick. Okay. So you take out a mortgage, let's mm-hmm. say you refinance or you buy a home. And before you make your very first payment, you request one of the government new programs for forbearance, which means you, uh, you can forbear making your payments on your loan. Right. The impact that has on the lender is pretty much catastrophic because here's what happens. As a lender, if you go into forbearance and never make your first mortgage payment, mm-hmm. um, and and if we've already, uh, I got nowhere to put that loan. I can't sell that loan. Uh, so the Federal Reserve, the Federal Housing Finance Agency, FHFA, came out with a with a vehicle saying, "Okay, banks, you know, if somebody does that, we'll buy those loans from you to help you take those off your books because that's important to a lender because right. that frees up our capital so we can go out and make more loans." Yes. So they'll buy it off of us. Mm-hmm. For 700 basis points. Which is huge. 700 basis points. So what that means in, in real terms is if I make a loan for $300,000, let's say, they'll say, oh, we'll take that off your hands for the small fee of $21,000. Yeah. Our profit on a loan is not, we're not fat cat bankers chomping on cigars. You know, maybe, maybe we make $1,500 if that on, on a mortgage. So... How can we, you know, essentially not only miss out making fifteen hundred dollars in profit on a loan, but actually have to pay twenty one thousand to fund a loan? That's a problem. Yeah. It's a huge problem. Yeah. So, so as lenders, once we we make a loan, that loan closes. We are on pins and needles, you know, until you at least make your first mortgage payment. At that point, then it it becomes an insurable type of a loan, and there's some better vehicles with forbearance. Okay. Uh, did you? Did you explain the the piece about it being an insurable type of loan? I didn't. Uh, Can so, you explain that? Because again, you kind of gloss over that, but that's the stuff that most of our consumers mm-hmm. and listeners don't know right. about. It's it's kind of the industry behind the industry. When right. You, when you make a mortgage, and that's what our show is about. Sure. Is yeah. Making that stuff visible. Well, here's what happens uh, in in the U.S. It's different in every country, but in the U.S. when you when we make a mortgage, uh, if it's a conventional type loan or a government loan, FHA, VA, USDA. Uh, once that loan is is closed, that loan is packaged up and it's sold to the secondary markets: Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Jenny Mae. Uh, 
Now, the servicing on the loan, which is who you make your payments to, is separate and individual. So, for instance, you may still be making your monthly payments to, to Bank X, mm-hmm. thinking that Bank X still owns your loan, but they don't. They've sold your loan off to Fannie right. Mae. Fannie Mae then will pay Bank X a servicing fee mm-hmm. for handling the customer service, collecting the payments, all of that. Mm-hmm. So, and that all comes out of the interest. It, it, right? it, 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 it's, sort of? it's what's called a pass through certificate. So, the okay. servicer, what happens is every month when you make your mortgage payment, the servicer uh, forwards your interest and a chunk of principal to the note holder to Fannie mm-hmm. Mae, let's say. Right. And uh, and then they collect a small fee for doing that. Mm-hmm. The, the, they also, though, to uh, keep the servicing rights to your loan, have to pay a one-time fee to the secondary markets. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially amortized over three years. So for a loan servicer, it takes about three years to break even mm-hmm. on servicing your loan. If you refinance your loan within the first three years, they make nothing right. on it. And so there's always a risk that, that a servicer... Uh, will have. Why am I talking about this? This is really mm-hmm. important right now because um, with the the low interest rates we have, um, massive tons of people are refinancing right now. Right, because in the you last know, couple of years we had actually oh, had some higher rates. We did. Yeah, we were a percent yeah, higher almost. We've a had year a lot ago. of clients mm-hmm. who have yeah. been doing that. And so the servicers are are suffering right now because they're not able to amortize their their income off of the servicing portfolio. Mm-hmm. They're losing money on it. Um, this is, and many servicers have borrowed money to buy the servicing rights, so they're leveraged. Right. So, yeah, you were talking about this on yeah. our last right, show. Right, yeah. And, okay. And that's the whole thing. Like, this is like the ultimate in monopoly money. It, it's, like, it's, we, we try and describe this to people all the time, because they're like, well, I don't understand why the lender this and this. You know, right. It's like, it's a little bit there's mind-boggling. There's a lot more complicated stuff going on behind the scenes there, that, the, than just you trying to get the loan. There like, really is. which a lot more which going is, on. I, which I like to talk about it a little bit, because it gets mm-hmm. my dander up when I hear folks on, on the media, especially saying, well, you know, the, the, the big banks need to just... Mm-hmm. You know, let the folks not make their mortgage payments. They can handle mm-hmm. it. Well, I, I wish it were that simple. And, and and I'm not saying I don't have compassion because I do. This is a horrible, horrible situation that everybody is in. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens with a servicer, though, is that they are required by contract to forward payments to, right. to Fannie Mae or, or the secondary markets whether or not you make your payment. Mm-hmm. So if you don't make your payment, it doesn't matter to the servicer. The servicer still has to... Um, to forward right. money to the secondary markets, where are they getting that from? They're having to borrow that money or dip into their own assets, mm-hmm. uh, and and so so that's the part that um, you know is is causing some strain with the with the servicing end. And the government's kind of sort of working on trying to come up with a plan uh, to you know to handle that. Yeah, but and right I, now, I mentioned before, like the Association of Realtors is looking to try and help. Yeah. you know, push that agenda as well. I have a question for you about that though. Yeah, because. Yes, you're talking about it from this. You're saying, yes, I understand people may not feel but for the banks. But is it you're coming at it from a particular point of view, but you've also worked for some of the ultra-large banks. So mm-hmm. is there a, I have. But right now you only work for what is just a lender. A it's not a banker. bank. Right. So mm-hmm. to me, I think when we have those talking heads and they're out there saying that stuff, I think they're also thinking back to the days of, you know, when Bank of America took over countrywide, and yeah, there was a whole bunch of, mm-hmm. you know, crap that happened because that was during the time of bad lending. Mm-hmm. And but Bank of America came out of that just fine, even mm-hmm. though they got fined for a bunch of stuff and a bunch mm-hmm. of you know issues right. around their lending and all of that. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're a different kind of, they're not just a mortgage servicer, correct? Right? They've correct. got lots of other things that are going on. Mm-hmm. So. 
you're speaking specifically around the mortgage lending side of it, not necessarily hailing well, like a Wells Fargo. Well, even because you know, even, even those guys, you know, when you go back and look at historical information of where they've been hit over the long run, they've definitely made way much more money right. than they have. But but anybody that's even anybody that 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 has a mortgage with 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 those guys mm-hmm. will notice, and many of them are nodding their heads right now because mm-hmm. their loans got sold. Yeah, the servicing on those loans got sold because those banks saw too much risk mm-hmm. in servicing mortgages. It's important that the mortgage servicing industry be strong. Right. Um, because, so that's why I'm trying to delineate yeah. this because people mm-hmm. don't know that difference. Right. They don't know that those banks are doing that and that yeah. they might be the ones. And then you got the talking heads who are saying the stuff, but it's like, but don't but they don't know. what's going on. They don't right. know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I have to drill into it because I'm right. like, well, still talking about people's heads in some in cases. Yeah, and this is where you know this the situation is very fluid, and and I, I keep saying that word, but that's yeah. my word now because uh, things are changing week by week. Last mm-hmm. week alone, over five hundred thousand borrowers went into forbearance. Just last week alone, that that's a lot brings the total up to roughly around three point four million mortgages in forbearance. So, what's the percentage? Oh, it's around five and a half percent of of the whole mortgage pool. Right. So, all yeah, of a sudden, and, and, I mean, and, and yeah. back in I don't know if you remember back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, mm-hmm. when it was short sales. <laughs> do, and do I? Yeah, we we all. Cr- I, really? I have PTSD from all of that. <laughs> I know. You know, but but as an, as a banking industry, there the banks, the the lenders were not equipped to handle a tidal wave of. No, of, of short sale requests and and right. we're, we're kind of you know into a, a very similar situation this time and, and that's why the hold times on phones and everything are also ridiculously long right you know because it's how do you handle a, a tidal wave of volume like that right but it's unplanned yeah short sale versus where we're at right now oh, so we much brought better. this up the last couple of so weeks is that more homes have equity positions in them right now that's right so if someone did get to a place where they thought I need to I need to sell. Generally speaking, people are in a pretty good position. Mm-hmm, they are. Right? Now, it, it also depends where you are in the country because mm-hmm. that's not true everywhere. No. Um, here, at least, generally speaking, I mean, most of our clients that we've dealt with over the last couple of years, there's been, uh, you know, 5 to 14% growth. Maybe you're going to break even right. in right. some of those cases because it does cost – to, to sell a property. Yeah, but, but you can sell without destroying your credit. Exactly. You, you, yeah, you're not necessarily in that position. But I, hopefully those aren't the people who are doing it. But if you've had it for a while, you're doing okay. But um, we're going to be okay right after these messages as we come back with Open House with Team Reba. And we're going to wrap it up with uh, more info on servicing. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The Answer. Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House at Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. Talking about what's going on with the economy, with forbearances, mm-hmm. with our local loan market, servicing. so loan servicing, all these fun, fun topics. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully over the last few weeks, as people have heard us kind of talk about these topics in more detail, mm-hmm. it's really starting to sink in Yeah, what it means. Because yeah. I, I think sometimes when people hear it for the first time, they're like, wait, huh? what? What? You yeah. know, cause, well, I was telling I you before we went on the air today that, um, you know, a, a client of mine, well, and I say a client, he's a contact of mine um, from my industry, but he's, he's not a real estate person, but he, he, he works mm-hmm. within, you know, commercial and, and traditional real estate. Yeah. But um, 
he was he's doing a cash out refi, right? Yeah. So we were talking about his stuff and he was calling me up with all these different questions. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm not the lender, but I, I get it. I get lots of people who call and kind of, um, I guess they kind of do a BS filter <laughs> when, <laughs> sure. when they, they want to know, like, is this person telling me the real thing? Of course. Like, what's yeah. going on with uh-huh. this? Yeah. And it's so funny because I'm like, well, you, you know, I'm not actually a lender. I just work with a ton of them. Yeah. Um, but I, I do give them perspective. Yeah. And I was I was explaining to this person a lot of the things that you just covered in in this show and the last couple of weeks of shows. Because, yeah. you know, it is a fluid market. Um, cash out refis do take a while mm-hmm. to get done. They can. Yeah. And so the investor on the back end may have new criteria mm-hmm. for that lending as it continues right it's not like you say here's my application and done no right no that i wish right exactly and and what i had to explain was i said you know if it was six months ago you you'd be great but you're in this time right now and we have to deal with what this time is and this this time is very much like um you know i I think i told you about me getting the that argument with the economist guy part of our argument was about when did the downturn start and, you know, oh. he was saying, you know, here he was, you know, doing his congressional hearings in 2009. And I was like, yeah, I remember like when it very first started in 2007. He's like, it didn't start then. And well, I yes, went, it did. Yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> like I worked in the industry and like you and I talk about oh, this yeah. on the show all the time. Like we know. I will the tell you the date. date. <laughs> August 2nd. I know. Yeah. And, I, and we got this dumb argument because it was like, <laughs> no, it went. I was like. It went into free fall, and I said, I can tell you for a fact I would be on the phone with different lenders, and it was changing hour by hour yeah, yeah, at that absolutely. time. And yeah. every month there was new stuff. And I was like, like what are you talking about? Yeah. You know? So it was, it was interesting. So anyway, I was trying to you know, get this guy off the ledge and just say, you know, because we've said this the last several weeks, yeah. patience, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the, we understand, like, you know, People who are who are going for some of that stuff, we understand. There's also concerns, like in their particular case, they've got a house that could be compromised by having an appraiser come in. Of so we were discussing of all of those yeah. issues. Yeah. And so you know, and, and I get it. And, and right now, that is a lot of what you and I are doing, which is um, kind of psychology. Well, <laughs> and a little bit of uh, you know, plus plus I think there's work. a fair amount of, of testing of the rules. You know how yeah. what what can we do to to work around this this guideline or that guideline that's that's changing. Right. We've, we've had a few instances recently where, uh, especially uh, there's a a tranche of loans called non QM, mm-hmm. non qualified mortgage, yes. which which are loans that um, a tranche. A, 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 what is a tranche? Bucket. I don't. What do you call it? Trough. Bucket. Trough. Category. Okay. I've never heard tranche. <laughs> we call okay. Tranche. Uh, but uh, <laughs> gotta look it up. But um, a a non QM loan is a loan that that um, could not be sold on the secondary market. Um, it doesn't meet the the standard Fannie Mae Freddie Mac mm-hmm. type guidelines. And uh, and those are loans. For instance, if you're a self-employed borrower and you want us to qualify you based on ah. your deposits to your bank accounts instead right. of your tax returns, or if you're buying investment property, gotcha. we want to qualify you on the the income that the property produces rather than you know your income. You know, so there's there's some programs like that that have sort of they sort of re-entered the marketplace about a year year and a half ago. Uh, they've been dormant since the great. The, you know the great the recession yeah and uh, those have come back until covid hit and then just like flicking a light switch they're gone 
Mm-hmm. And and there wasn't any warning, you know. No, I, and I know I, that for a fact because you actually helped me buy my house in 2007. And the week after I closed, mm-hmm. October 26th was my close date. Mm-hmm. The following week, gone. Yeah, that Those program. weeks were That was a gone. good program, yeah. actually, though. That it was, was a great was program, a program. And then they were gone. Yeah. And I couldn't refi right. for another five years. I know. I know. Well, we we had one client um, here recently that was in a in a purchase transaction rolling right along, and then all of a sudden, um, the the investor said, "We're not honoring locked loans. We're not honoring anything. We're done. We're out. So if you have something in process, tough luck. You're you're you know forget wow. it. And it's like, oh, you know, that's not good. Yeah. You know, but but those types of things are happening. Mm-hmm. There was a big lender. Really, really big lender um, this last week that stopped mm-hmm. taking applications for a cash out refinance. If you want to refinance your home, pull cash out. Tough nope. luck, can't yeah. do it. You know, so so these well, things you know, are you've changing. Been, you've been um, you've been sounding that warning for a while for because m- you told people a couple months a couple months ago. You I said because that was the lockdown that we had back then, right? Right. That that it went like if you had a line of credit on your house and you hadn't already taken that money out, right? They flattened those. Yes. Yeah. You know, if you'd only taken out a portion of them, they went. That's your ceiling now. Yeah, Sorry, no it. no can do right, on anything right. else. Yeah. And so you know I got to give you credit on that. Uh, mm. Let's make a you know, mark in time here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like you giving me the five bucks. <laughs> That, you know, well, this is, I, again, why I work with you all the time, because we talk it, about these things. You you have enough historical background around it. You understand it. There's a lot of people who don't. And by the way, tranche is a word. It is. Did I just you look had it to, up? I did, but I had Excellent. to figure out what the spelling was. It's T-R-A-N-C-H-E. Uh-huh. And it's like a French. Oh, no, it's not just French. So they're showing the other spelling for that. But it's. For under finance, one part or division of a larger unit as of an asset pool or investment. Well, there you go. Look at you. Mm, Aren't you so yeah. fair? I love it when I learn a new word. Got my tranches down today. Yeah, yeah. you do. And it my can ankles. be used as a verb yep. as well. <laughs> Tranched debt. I got it. Nice. Yeah, Thank you go. so much. You're welcome. Can I just tell That'll you? That'll be $5. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, can I just tell you, I love my team so much. Rachel. We were having a conversation. I love her to pieces, and I love that she's just so willing to be like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And we were doing a team meeting, and I said something about navel-gazing. You know, like, we're not just all sitting around navel-gazing. And she just kind of looked at me and went, I don't Wait, know what that the, means. The Navy's in and, town? <laughs> I know, exactly. She thought it had something to do with the Navy. <laughs> and I said, oh. And so my, Rick, my other team member, he, he knew what it was. And so we kind of described it for you, her. You are showing your age because I haven't heard that term used in a very really? long time. No. Okay, but here's the thing. This is what I also loved. So yeah. so two, two things that I loved that came up shortly after that. So she sent me a text. She was at a grocery store, and there was a big bin out front with a bunch of navel oranges. <laughs> she took a picture. <laughs> She goes, this is me navel-gazing oh, today. No. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> and I laughed my head off. So I love her sense of humor. But then, so I, you know I'm a big fan of uh, Darren Hardy, right? Yeah. Wrote yeah. The Compound mm-hmm. Effect. He has great programs like Insane Productivity that yeah. my team's going through. One of his Darren Dailies this week brought up naval contemplation. And I was like, oh, you've no. got to be kidding me. Oh, my gosh. It must be the new thing. <laughs> I, oh, that's funny. Well, because that's the whole thing is like everyone, everyone's at home, right. and some people are just navel gazing and looking thinking at a about, bowl of oranges. Yeah, yeah. And, but <laughs> but but honestly, you know, the the good thing about what's going on is people are taking the time to 
to think. And I have been thinking yeah. myself about, you know, what I'm thankful for uh, that during this time. Because I will say the other night I was sitting on my deck, eating dinner, having a glass of wine and enjoying how incredibly quiet it was other mm-hmm. than all the birds oh, that yeah. were singing. Yeah. And yeah. It, it just reminds me that I really don't want Amazon to get drones because uh, <laughs> it was so lovely. Yeah, we don't want just, that buzzing around. Yeah, yeah I don't point. want that. You know, yeah. so it was so pleasant and wonderful. But I call it karaoke. You know, the birds are out mm-hmm. there. They're just yeah. singing away. And if, yeah. you, if you listen it's long enough, karaoke. you'll kind of hear their different different songs. It's oh, a lot, yeah. It's a Absolutely. great Absolutely. It's really wonderful. Yeah. But um, before we're getting to the end of the hour here, um, and we really haven't talked about the real estate side of things. I know. But I will say, um, having gone back and audited our other shows, two weeks ago, we were talking about what the pendings were, and it was around 2700 Yeah. And then it dropped precipitously down to about 1400 in a mm-hmm. seven day period. Sure. Um, as of this recording, our pendings over the last week were 2,647. We're back. We're the, back. The, people are working. Real estate market is you. cooking out there. Yes, it is. It's cooking. So I think next week we might focus a little bit on kind of what's happening and what we can do to help people in the buying situation. All right. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.